this is the Ramsey Call of the Day, part of the Ramsey Network. Josiah in Tulsa, Oklahoma starts off this hour. Hey, Josiah, what's up? Hey, Dave, good to talk to you. You too, man. Um, So my question is, I am currently a uh, resident physician in family medicine here in Tulsa. Um, I have a total debt of a, just shy of about 430000 uh, 415 of that being student loans. Good Lord. Um, yeah, so, but where I sit now, um, I have one source already of uh, loaner payment coming in through the Army Reserves. Um, that um, can total amount of 250000 and it's split up into increments of 40000 per year. I'm also looking into an employment option uh, through the state of Oklahoma and through this employer that has 200000 in loaner payment over a four-year period, so 50000 per year. So my question is, is currently in baby step two, um, how would I go about that fitting into the baby steps if someone is, the majority will be paying off these loans? Should I pile up cash in the meantime while I'm going through those phases? And so, set it aside in case anything happens? Or Let's say you get both of these deals. Do they stack? Meaning that... Um you're going to get the whole thing paid off. Correct. Yeah. So it'd be double dipping as I call it in a sense. So they're separate entities. One would be coming from the army reserve. The other one would be coming from this, uh, yeah. this program, the statewide program. Yeah, You won't be able to finish the army reserve because the total is more than you need. Say that again, Two fifty and two fifty is you said, right? Yes. Correct. Yeah. And that's 500 and you only have four fifteen. So, the you know the the last two dips from the army reserve you won't get to right yeah so it's it's pretty much a per year type of thing i know i can, I I can know. opt out or in of that yeah i'm just saying that um you you you'll opt out you won't need all the whole 250 from the army reserve because Correct. it comes over a 6 year period of time so what'll end up happening is is that you're going to be done with them paying it in about 4 years correct okay all right uh, just making sure I got my head on straight. So, as mm-hmm. uh, you said, family practice, right? Correct. What are you going to be making? Um, so at this job, it should be right around about three hundred or so. Okay. Let me tell you the things that I normally tell people, and let's figure out how to screw them into your weird situation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Normally, somebody calls me up, and let's say they've got fifty thousand dollars in student loan debt, and maybe they make a hundred or a hundred and fifty. Okay. And they say, hey, my job is going to pay this off over three years. Well, I normally would tell them to be debt-free a lot sooner than three years. And so what I'll tell them to do in that case is I want you to put $50,000 in a bank account to sit there until your job pays off this loan for you over three years. That way, if the job blows up, you can write a check and you're debt-free. See Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I'm trying to figure out how to use that principle here because I really don't – I really do want you to have these two entities pay off your 415 over four years. I want that to occur. That's an awesome benefit from both of these things, serving your country and obviously signing a, a, a competitive, in a competitive landscape, signing a, a contract with a with an, a medical outfit, okay? Um, mm-hmm. So I want all that to work for you, uh, but I also don't want you to sit there and one of these things blow up on you for whatever reason, and then you end up three years from now with still $150,000 worth of debt. So I, I guess probably what I would tell you to do is let's try to get 100000 bucks in savings 
before we call okay. you debt free and then we'll ride this four years out. And just just okay. as a contingency fund in case something gets sideways, I don't know. Here's a weird example. This mop, this is not going to happen, but I'm just trying to think of bizarre things that have called in here over 30 years. Let's say you get into this contract with this employer, and you get in there, and there's an ethics problem, and you got mm-hmm. to you have to walk. You're going to lose your dadgum license because they're just doing stuff, right? You got to walk. Right. Now you got you just lost two hundred fifty thousand bucks. And you're, you're, you know, you're halfway through this contract, and so you're still sitting there looking at $100,000 worth of student loan debt that it's going to take you a lot longer to get through. And um, so I, I think uh, having that extra 100 laying aside as a contingency way to step back into this, George, is going to be a way to kind of call it debt-free. Yeah, because there's, there's some outside forces here that he's relying on to get this debt paid off, which I don't like. But if they're surefire and he can stack up this cash and then he goes, oh, all right, this thing's actually going to work. They're paying all this debt off for me, and now he's got a pile of cash to continue the baby steps. I like that positioning. Long as you stay in the reserve, I think that's one you can depend on. But I think the rough and tumble world out here in the real world is stuff happens and these employment deals blow up. Yeah. And I don't think it will. I think he'll be okay. But you can't, you have to, where people get themselves in trouble with money is they run out the best case scenario. And that's the one they believe. And that's the only way it works is if it all works. And so you got to run out a scenario where if it doesn't work, what's going to that also works. See, that's the beauty of being debt free, living on a plan, living on less than you make. That works in good times and that works in bad times overall as an overall principle. It's the only set of overall principles. Borrowing up to your eyeballs works if you want to buy a bunch of real estate, nothing down, as long as real estate goes up and all your tenants pay. Ha, 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 ha. You know, it doesn't work, right? And so you got to have a contingency plan in a worst case scenario. Then, if your plan works in a in a best case scenario and a worst case scenario, you got a good plan. Yeah, that's good battle planning. If we're going to use an Army Reserve, yeah, that's I like that analogy. And he's in a good spot. I mean, this is a huge pile of debt. So if he can get this thing wiped out in a few years, he's going to be in a great spot. But man, that's a big hole to dig out of, and it's nice to have that help. Ouch, ouch, ouch. That hurts. So um, now let's sidebar because you did this in Borrowed Future. Um, We discovered there's really about three types of student loan forgiveness that are not private, that are government. Um, And one type, well, there's one type is private. It's kind of the type of thing he's getting into. Or if you go into an underserved area, uh, the government will forgive in about three years a large chunk of student loan. The second type of student loan forgiveness, the government will forgive your student loan in the event of death or permanent disability. Uh, The third type of student loan forgiveness is a lie. Public? Public student loan forgiveness over 10 years. Uh, You know, it just has not happened. You know, hundreds of thousands of applications, uh, hundreds of them approved. Nightmare. 99% dissatisfaction with that government promise. It's pretty it high. It's not occurred. It's not occurred. So don't you don't count on that one while we're on this subject. Thanks for tuning in to the Ramsey Call of the Day. To check out all of our podcasts, just search Ramsey Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.